Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today. It's Thursday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. You know what that means. It is time for the awesome MMA strategy shows. We're here to get you ready for UFC 270. goes down on Saturday in Anaheim, California. Of course, we got a heavyweight title unification matchup, Francis Ngannou and Surreal Khan. Also, we got the trilogy matchup, flyweight title, Bram Moreno taking on Divison Figueredo, plus a range of other fights. We're going to break that one down for you here. Of course, we are sponsored by Prize Picks. Talk about Prize Picks later on in the show. As I tell you, I was over on Prize Picks earlier this week, and uh, some of those takedowns landed numbers seemed really juicy to me. And of course, as always, I'm joined by the fighter Pete Rogers Jr. Pete, before we get into the fights, you know. There's a lot of times we get towards the end of the show. We might rag on Samuel a little bit about his over-under number yeah. on fights. Hey, Samuel, kudos to you, brother. You hit it last week. His number was two and a half. We thought he was absolutely crazy. His number was spot on, Pete. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, one for 20. You're bound to uh, to get one correct. <laughs> Just kidding, Sam. Good job. You you definitely had a better take than we did in, in regards to finishes. Uh, we thought that there would be a lot of decisions. There were, but, uh, you know, to that, that that number you set was pretty low, and oddly enough, it came through for you. So excellent fights last week. Calvin Cater came through for us. He looked great. All that pressure really, really showed and, and paid dividends in that matchup against Giga Chikadze. So I'm excited to break down this card with you. We got some bangers. Obviously, Cyril Gon, Francis Ngannou. I cannot wait to get into it. Do I dare say Calvin Cater, greatest bounce back fight in UFC history? Recency bias is a real thing, and uh, that was pretty evident based on the odds. Like, not many people were giving Calvin Cater a shot, um, and it's, uh, you know, he fought Max Holloway, one of the best fighters ever, and uh, I, I would have to agree with you. That is a, a great comeback. That is one of the best, um, and I'm, I'm just happy for him. You know, of course, last week was a week where we had a lot of fight changes. So the DraftKings salaries were, you know, really beneficial to us to get people like TJ Brown in our lineup with what he was able to do. But this week, as we do the show here Thursday, no, no fight changes, but no FanDuel salary. So we'll talk about FanDuel on Saturday, live before a lock. So we're talking uh, all about DraftKings here. Uh, there are two juicy prop bets I found there, Pete, that we'll talk about. One of them is in the main event, Francis Ngannou taking on Surreal Khan. Uh, when this fight opened up, Francis Ngannou was actually the favorite. He is now the underdog in this one, a plus-130 underdog over on DraftKings. He is 7,800, Surreal Khan, 8,400. And uh, there's, of course, we all know the narratives heading into this matchup, the narratives of Francis' contract situation, the other narrative of the fact of these two guys are training partners. Francis Ngannou uh, said yesterday that he does feel that uh, – it was a setup by the UFC to have him walk by Surreal Gun in December there. Um, yeah, look, Pete, in terms of this fight, there's no doubt in my mind, I know who the better martial artist is. It's mm -hmm. Surreal Gun. Francis Ngannou, he's got that death punch that he can end your night. And, you know, one of the things I've thought up leading up to this fight is, you know, I, I as the fight goes longer on, I do uh, favor Surreal Gun, but if you think about that first matchup that Ngannou had with Stipe, that power was still there, even though Stipe was controlling the first fight. And, and as I'm going down the, the tail of the tape on this one, the one that I don't think a lot of people have talked about, who has the better coach in their corner? And to me, that is advantage Francis Ngannou with Eric Nixick. I would agree with you. Um, but I, I would also say that, you know, uh, it's an interesting matchup where you have Francis Ngannou with the more power. Obviously, he's extremely unique 
one of the most powerful athletes we've ever seen, if not the most powerful, uh, a coach and, and uh, Eric Nixon can definitely hone that power in the correct ways and make adjustments, fight the fight. And that's why I liked him in, in the uh, rematch against Stipe Miocic. Uh, you saw him somewhat settle the beast down and, uh, you know, start to really showcase his skills in addition to his power. We all know he has power. So um, this comes down to a much more well-rounded mixed martial artist in Sorogan, despite being, uh, you know, t- only 10-0 being a little green in comparison to the experience that Francis Ngannou has faced thus far. The fact that they are former training partners is extremely interesting. And you're going to hear, you know, uh, Gan's coach talk about how he, he made Francis crumble with the knee to the body. And now you hear Francis Ngannou say that they're not showing the video of me knocking out Gan with a left high kick. Le- left high kick seems like a little stretch. I mean, maybe not, but, uh, it's interesting. I'm just saying it's interesting and it's practice. And that's the one thing that's going to be different in this fight is they, they are going to know each other. So there's going to be some respect shown. Mm. Um, and Francis has probably never hit surreal gone. Like he's going to hit him come Saturday. So that is the big, big difference when, when you're talking sparring and, um, you know, fight time. So I'm interested to see how surreal gone deals with that adversity, getting cracked with a shot. A lot of people are going to, to mention, the power of Francis's right hand, but based on Sorogan's stance, how he really holds his hands, you know, low has a nice bounce to his step leaps in a lot. His, his lead right hand is a little low. And I am a little bit worried about him running into a check hook, similar to how Stipe Miocic uh, ran into that check hook, you know, and, and was shortly finished after. So all in all, I'm interested. I will say, I think I'm, I'm leaning in Sorogan's direction. I, I think we're going to need this fight. Um, a part of our lineups. I think the, the salaries are, you know, justified um, a little disrespect in regards to the betting market for Francis Ngannou. Uh, if you think about how unique he is, I, I think the odds are a little bit too far apart salaries. I was expecting it to be like 8,200, 8,000. So I would love to hear your take on it. I do think that Cyril gone the forward pressure, putting Francis on the back foot. I think it can get to him, avoid some big shots, clinch with them, take him outside the first round. Um, I'm leaning in Cyril Gon's direction, but uh, I'm going to have a ton of exposure to both of these guys. Yeah, I'm going to have exposure to both these guys as well. And I, and I like what you said there about the sparring aspect of it. When you think of Francis Ngannou's style, he's not going to go in there and have a sparring session like he's going to fight on Saturday night. Also, something to note is we'll have the big cage on Saturday night mm-hmm. as opposed to a smaller cage. Of course, Francis' last fight was in the smaller cage. I talked about one of those juicy props out there, Pete. Francis Ngannou via TKO KO plus 165. I saw that yesterday. And uh, one of my buddies and I, we, we were at the gym and uh, we were talking and he's mentioning how he thinks like the odds are a little crazy, disrespectful to Francis. And you know me, I, I don't look at the odds until like the day before or the day of doing this show. I like to do my fight tape research and all that. And I looked and I said, wow, if Francis is going to win, you would imagine that it comes via KO, TKO. So I do think that that line is interesting because I wouldn't play Francis Ngannou money line straight up. I would just play him via KO, TKO. I don't expect him to win a decision. Um, he's not winning by submission. So uh, yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, I still like Cyril Gan, oddly enough. And uh, I know that his run hasn't, you know, he hasn't really dealt with too much adversity, but I liked what I saw in the Volkov fight. I like what I saw in the uh, Derek Lewis fight. I just think that he has more skills. And as long as he implements the correct game plan, he should be able to pick Francis and Gano apart and just give him a different look than Francis has seen ever before. It's tough to go against that death punch, though. I mean, right. are, you, are you leaning in Francis's direction? I am leaning in France's direction. By okay. the way, Francis Gano has a betting underdog in the UFC, 3-0. and Okay. I'm just saying, like, look, it's my my thing with this one, as I will be developing my lineups, is going in a fancy cruncher. And, and I have to make, the, I have not made this decision yet of how much exposure I'm going to have on this fight. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to be, I'm thinking I'm going to be in the 70% range on this yeah. fight because I could definitely see a path where Surreal Gun wins this fight, but he's not optimal. I don't see Ugh. how Francis Ngannou wins this fight is not optimal. I, I, I just, because I think if, if Ghana wins, I think it's by knockout first or second round, but I could see a slow paced fight. And let's say it's a third round finish for surreal gone. 
We talk about this all the time in five yeah. round fights. The last thing you you do not want to see is a third round finish. Yeah, one hundred percent. So I I do agree with you. Um, if it's a low volume affair where there's too much respect, you you kind of have a Francis Ngannou Derek Lewis staring contest. Uh, that's always the fear. So. I'm going to have plenty of exposure, but obviously I'm going to be um, a little hesitant just in case that does happen. I think the Muay Thai is just going to be the difference maker here and the footwork of Sorogan. The I think way that he shifts and moves and steps in with knees and elbows, that dirty boxing and that, that Muay Thai in, inside the clinch area, I think is where he can really hurt Francis and uh, you know bring him into deep water. But man, on the outside, it's a scary, scary thing to deal with Francis's power. I mean, that's the thing, you know, we talked about last week of what range will mm -hmm. Calvin versus Giga play out at. And I think that's the same thing with this. I mean, the one it, it, like to me, one of the knocks on Nganu outside of, I mean, he, he's not a complete martial artist. We all know this is the lack of footwork you see out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a cornered animal is a dangerous animal. And uh, if Francis is just on his back foot and he's, he's planting, he's going to throw powerful shots and, all it takes is one. So I, I am a little bit worried. I will tell you that Francis really loads up and he's, you know, exposed every time that he throws combinations. He just hasn't been met with a guy who can capitalize on his mistakes. And, you know, you think about that blitz attack against Jerzynia Rosenstrike. It wasn't the prettiest combination out there. It, it really wasn't. It was somewhat sloppy, um, but his aggressiveness has worked thus far. Now against a guy who is pretty talented defensively outside of leaving that lead hand a little bit low, I think Cyril Gan is going to be mindful of the power, obviously. And uh, as long as he's on his P's and Q's and uh, implements a better defensive approach than a lot of other opponents, I think that uh, it can actually shock Francis that he's not too phased. But we'll have to see. All in all, I cannot wait. I, I see a ton of people are split on this pick. I'm leaning in Cyril Gan's direction. Can't wait regardless. If people could see what we see of the headphones Tyler has on right now. Oh, goodness. They would know why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those headphones look similar to like my, my old PlayStation 2 headphones that uh, went through a couple tosses. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, awesome. Let's get Tyler some better headphones, right? Oh, my goodness. Man, that is uh God. I just saw him putting those things on. And I just I couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. Of course, uh, this is the awesome MMA strategy show. We're getting you ready for UFC 270. Of course, uh, be sure to give us a thumbs up here on YouTube. That does help us out a lot. Of course, you're not subscribed. Also, be sure to do that. We got a ton of great programming for you each and every day. Of course, you gotta check out all the NBA, NFL, NHL, golf covers we have going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, we if you're not a member of Also Plus and you want to check out what's behind. Behind the paywall today's free premium data tools nba main slate ownership projections also nhl main slate ownership projections and of course following us will be the nhl strategy show and uh if you're listening to us on the podcast platform on apple Podcasts, give us that five-star rating review that that does help us out a lot as well now the co-main event will be a trilogy matchup flyweight title matchup Ram Moreno versus Davison Figueredo. And, uh, you know, I, when you look at the salaries here, 8,500 for the champion Moreno, 7,700 for Figueredo. Um, I don't know if you've seen some pictures of uh, Davison uh, recently. Uh, let's just say jacked, all caps. Mm -hmm. He Homeboy is jacked, training there at fight ready uh, with Henry Cejudo and, and the team there. Uh, you know, the big question mark to me with this one, first off, is what does Davison Figueredo look like on the scale? On Friday, I, I did talk to Bram Moreno on, on my show this week, and uh, he was basically going to be the backup plan if something happened. Um, you know, he's not being flown in Anaheim, so the, this fight is expected to go. Of course, uh, the UFC wanted to see what Figueroa weighed in at when he checked in at Anaheim there. But uh, the one thing that, I, and I asked Brandon about it, I said, hey, what's your thoughts on this fight? And he thinks it's going to be a five-the-year type candidate, but he did agree with me that he thinks if this fight is over quick, that means it's advantage Figueredo. The longer it goes, favors Bram Moreno. I'm interested. Obviously, whenever you have a um, a trilogy bout, you have my interest because, uh, you know, you see a lot of um, development throughout the years. And I will say that I feel like Brandon Moreno has a little bit more development. Um, it's easy to say that because he looked spectacular in the, their previous performance. Uh, Davison Figueredo uh, had some struggles outside the cage and, um, you know, I always think that a weight cut is very difficult for him, and I don't know if it's going to be. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? 
you can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. You know, any easier going forward, uh, being surrounded by a very, very talented fighter and Henry Cejudo definitely will have its benefits. You will be a little bit more prepared in the wrestling department. And I am still backing Brandon Moreno, despite the, the camp adjustments and changes for Figueredo. I think that Moreno, he looks so good and it's hard to get off of like strong momentum um, because you saw that shift where when Moreno put that pressure on Figueredo, the, the trips, the body lock takedowns were definitely the difference maker. Anybody who shoots traditional double legs against Davis and Figueredo, you're susceptible to getting caught with, you know, guillotine chokes and fantastic head and arm finishes. Um, and he has devastating power. Now, a guy that will stand toe to toe and go tit for tat with him is Brandon Moreno, who actually had significant success as well. So um, I'm still backing Brandon Moreno here. I, I really am. Uh, I think that this could actually be a feather in his cap, uh, his cap where Davison's made all these adjustments. He's doing everything correct. He's publicly stated that he's got Henry Cejudo and everything. And there's no mis- There's no excuses this time around. And if Brandon goes out there and he puts another dominant performance together, you're going to say, wow, this kid's really, really good. So I'm favoring Brandon Moreno. I like the pace of the fight. You can do worse than a Davison Figueredo underdog. And if you're backing him, obviously you are suspecting it to be within a, you know, the first two and a half rounds that he ends up getting a finish. I think as the fight gets stretched out, it will still favor Brandon Moreno. Uh, man, those underhook positions, you saw Brandon Moreno just dominate in both fights. So I think he's going to go out there, you know, replicate that same game plan and uh, score pretty well for us here at 8,500. This is my thing about on the Figueredo side of the equation and, and can the fight ready team get it into his mindset of being a patient fighter? You know, there's a lot of guys because of his power, they just fold at featherweight. Mm-hmm. However, Bram Moreno is not one of those guys. That to me is one of the big question marks and fight ready is one of those teams that a lot of fighters are going towards. I text Pete about this a little earlier this week. Yeah. Another fighter that's heading to fight ready to prepare for his upcoming title fight is Yuri, who, of course, be challenging Glover Sheriff for a heavyweight title later on this Crazy. year. Crazy. I mean, good good for Henry Cejudo, right? I mean, if you're not going to come back um, and the transition from being a retired fighter is to becoming a successful and strong coach, and he definitely has all the, the credentials to become a phenomenal coach. Or, and you see John Jones, Yuri Prohoshka, uh, now Davis and Figueredo. The management team, in addition to the coaches there, it's just a fantastic place to be. But I'm still back in Brandon Moreno. If you are a Davis and Figueredo believer, then uh, I can't I can't fault you there. Somebody mentioned that it's a good fight to stack based on the pace. Sure. I just don't think that stacking is essential for a card like this. We got a pretty large number of fights. So I think that stacking will probably cap your upside. If anything, just take a couple shots on Figueredo at 7,700. He has all the skills to pull this off. And, of course, we only get all the great uh, tools and content we have over at awesomeo.com. you got to sign up for Awesome Plus Weekly Pass. You can get that for $29.95. gives you full access to all the great premium tools and data we have over at And you can sign up for our Awesome Plus MMA Weekly Pass as low as $2.95. Stop guessing. Start winning. Join Awesome Plus today. And highly recommend that you add Fancy Cruncher to your account. Of course, new members can get 25% off your first week of Awesome Plus Platinum using the promo code MMA strategy show one words one word all caps mma strategy show as uh it'll be one of those things with the main event you know i'm gonna figure out what kind of you know how how i want to work that fancy crush tool because that can give you the line especially when you're in a 150 max 20 max things along those lines to create some lineups for you next up we got a matchup of featuring one of Eight fighters on this card making their UFC debut. Crazy. Andre Filho making his UFC debut, taking on Michelle Pahea. Pahea, 
dollars, seventy one hundred for Andre Fijo. Uh, Andre, uh, I became uh, first aware of him when he was fighting Bellator, training at an AKA there. Uh, he is a short notice replacement. This fight was initially slated to take place last week, but uh, COVID health and safety protocols moved this fight to this week. Uh, Philo, I mean, look, you can go look at that knockout, of James Vick. I mean, it was a a brutal knockout there in ex-MMA. Um, Michelle Pahea, you know, I mean, look, the guy's a, a fun guy to watch, but he's going to want to sit on the outside, Pete. <laughs> this guy's an animal, dude. I'm sitting there, and uh, I got done teaching last night, and I'm doing all my fight tape stuff, and I'm laying in bed, and my girl's there. We're, we're watching tape. She likes watching tape as well. And uh, she's like, who's this knucklehead? He's over here throwing backflips and and front flips and rolling thunders, and, and he's crazy. He's reckless, and his recklessness has provided a lot of success for him. Uh, we have seen some fighters capitalize against Michelle Pahea, but really not too many. Yes, he has 11 defeats, but inside the UFC, outside of the uh, Tristan Connolly loss and the uh, illegal knee thrown in the Diego Sanchez fight, he's looked pretty good. He's made some adjustments. Uh, the knockout against Danny Roberts was great. The performance against Salim Imadayev was good. Um, you know, ended up getting the rear naked choke finish, but that is... Uh, a little controversial based on the tap, but I just, I like his game overall. I like his variety of strikes. I like the fact that he is strong on the ground when he needs to be. Um, he has good, solid Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You saw that in the Nico Price fight where, you know, he's putting Nico in some dangerous positions. It's his cardio that is always going to be his Achilles heel. And he's rounds one and two, one of the most dangerous fighters out there. If you are able to take him into round three and you have punching power or an aggressive style, possibly even with some offensive wrestling, you can pose him some problems. Now, Andre Fialo is a guy that I've been, uh, I've known him for, for a while. And uh, throughout the years, he's a banger. He, he likes to throw hands um, out of Sanford MMA. You guys know, I love that gym. I think that Henry hoofed and all the guys, Greg Jones down there will have this guy prepared. Um, but he hasn't taken damage the best over the years was knocked out against Chidi in knocked out against our boy, Chris Curtis. Um, but when he's offensive, he's extremely dangerous. Now, I went back and I looked at the James Vick fight. And the reason I wanted to look at the James Vick fight is because of the range. I was like, okay, James Vick's a long guy. Michelle Pahea is going to be a little bit bigger and trying to keep this on the outside. So he's going to be utilizing his distance striking. Uh, James Vick actually went out there and threw a ton of kicks. So it gave me a lot of good reads on this fight. Uh, James Vick was throwing a ton of kicks that were, were giving Fialo a little bit of problems, um, leg kicks, head kicks, spin kicks, side kicks, all of that. And I just see a guy in Michelle Pahea who can replicate that, but do everything better, threaten with all of that, hit him with a big shot. Um, I'll tell you that the salary is like he's going to get a first round finish. And I'll tell you what, from skill sets, Fialo is one of the most skilled underdogs on the card. So I would not say that the salaries are appropriate. I expect Michelle Pahea to win this fight. But I, I think that, you know, it's just a little too rich, especially if he doesn't get a first or second round finish. Uh, I totally agree with you there. Next up, we got a match between Cody Stamen and Syed Nurmaga Madoff. Uh, Cody Stamen, 7,600, 8,600 for Nurmaga Madoff. And as I was uh, putting down some notes for this fight, a couple of things are going to stick out to you. Yeah. Six inch reach advantage for Syed Nurmaga Madoff, 70 inches versus 64. Nurmaga Madoff in his one UFC loss. Now, look, take the last name out of the equation when you think Nurmaga Madoff. He's not Habib style. This is the guy that's going to want to stay on the feet here, this one. Nurmaga Madoff, his one loss in UFC against Hani Barcells was taken down two times. Cody Stamen in nine UFC fights. By the way, eight of those nine fights have gone the distance. He has scored 24 takedowns. Cody Stamen, he always comes in with a pretty good game plan. The fact is... Wrestle, 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 and keep wrestling. That, yeah. That's his key to victory here. And I will tell you, Cody Stamen, when I, when I look at the fires in my under 8,000 pool, he will be one of them. Yeah, I'm going to have exposure to Cody Stamen. And I don't love this fight in general just because I think it's going to go 15 minutes. So with all that being said, Saeed Nurmagomedov at 8,600 is a little bit tough to get to just because I don't really foresee him getting a finish over Cody Stamen. Um, we, you know, against Cody Stamen, you want to have fighters that have like strong submission arsenals in case, you know, he gets sloppy or tired as the fight goes on. Saeed Nurmagomedov does have decent wrestling, uh, actually strong, pretty good wrestling. Um, but it was 
not really shown in that Howney Barcelos fight. And it's more a credit to Howney Barcelos' skill set. So um, if this plays out on the feet, I expect his, um, his length and his variety of attacks to help him. The issue I have with Sayer Namagamadov is somewhat of a fight IQ issue, and it's throwing endless amounts of spin, spinning techniques, spinning back fists, spinning hook kicks, spinning back kicks. And what happens is his opponents close the gap and they take him down. They, they, they basically take his back for a second, trip him to the mat. And it's just, he puts himself in poor positions just because he's a, a flashy type of fighter. So I agree with you, not in love with this fight. I will be leaning for DraftKings in Cody Stamen's direction, but it's a fight that I probably will have, you know, small exposure to. Um, not much in a, in Nurmagomedov's corner. Yeah. I mean, my, my thing with Cody Stamen in terms of a, a DraftKings aspect is I need four to five takedowns yeah. for, for, for to really get that score. But to me, I think if you're lo- looking at cash games, I don't mind getting Cody Stamen because I think he's got a good chance here. Uh, and just looking at Cody Stamen wins via decision plus 240. I don't, I don't mind that one. Even if you want to go to Nurmagomedov, uh, winning by decision, he is where is that at? Uh, he's plus one hundred, so not yeah. great odds there. But uh, like, uh, just like you said, I think the likelihood is this thing is going to go all fifteen minutes, and that's just the way Cody has. You know, Cody is a guy that, and I mentioned about it, six entries disadvantage in the fight. He'll fight. He'll tell you he does not have long arms. He will tell you. Yeah, everyone talks about him. He's a thick dude, so people always talk about him going to one forty five. And he's just like, guys, I still have long enough arms to yeah. fight at at, at one hundred and forty five pounds. Next up, when we're talking about takedowns, it's gonna be a guy you're gonna talk about takedowns. Rodolfo Vieira taking on Wellington Thurman nine thousand for Rodolfo Vieira and seven seventy two hundred for Wellington Thurman. Uh, Thurman has not been taken down in his five UFC fights. Now should be noted. He's faced mainly strikers. The only grappler you really throw in there would be Andrew Sanchez, uh, but he ended that fight early on in the first round. And Rodolfo Vieira, uh, you know, we're never going to forget him gassing out and getting nope. submitted by Anthony Harris, uh, Anthony Hernandez. We're never going to forget that. But something to note in his four UFC fights, he scored 12 takedowns and he scored at least three takedowns in three of his four UFC fights. Yeah. Yeah, I'm off this Adolfo Vieira train. I, I like his skills. He's a phenomenal Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. Um, you know, in jiu-jitsu competitions, one of the best there ever has been. Um, but cardio is not his best friend, and he's susceptible to gassing out, especially when he has a difficult time finding takedowns. Now, getting back into the win column against Dustin Stolstis was great. Um, he even showcased improved striking in that, where he was a little bit more patient. Um, but I tell you what, he doesn't deal with pressure well and adversity. Well, it's almost like I, I recognize panic when I'm watching his fight tape and I can see he somewhat panics when he gets hit. Um, and also starts to panic when things aren't going his way. And when he starts to get pressured or reversed, he's always live to pull off a submission win. Um, and against Wellington Terman, we want to have, you know, you, you want to target Wellington Terman against. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Knockout artists. And I don't find Rodolfo Vieira being that guy. I think the better wrestler is Wellington Terman. Uh, I really do. I think that he's going to be stronger. I think he's going to be able to negate some of the takedown attempts of Rodolfo Vieira. Um, it's his susceptibility to getting hit with a big shot has always been his liability. So I can see why people don't want to look at Wellington Terman or put them in, put him in their lineups. They don't think that he's UFC caliber. 
But I'll tell you what, like I'm, I'm picking Wellington Terman to win this fight. I really am. I just think that Adolfo Vieira is not going to be the same guy when he can't get the fight to the feet or if Wellington Terman gets his, you know, gets back to his feet, how does Adolfo respond to that? And he's going to gas out and then he's going to either get picked apart on the feet or he's going to wrestle into exhaustion and Wellington Terman is going to win a decision. So I like the experience, the MMA experience of the 17 and five Wellington Terman. I like him here. It's a nice price tag as well. 7,200. Uh, I'll let other people chase that Adolfo Vieira round one submission. It can happen, but I think it's uh, less likelihood than a lot of people are thinking. I'm just saying Rodolfo Vieira is someone I'm looking over at Price Picks, which, of course, is a sponsor of this show. Of course, you get one free month of also plus platinum when you sign up, deposit, and play over at prizepicks.com. Of course, uh, when you go over at Price Picks, I mentioned about earlier in the show, I was looking at those takedown numbers. Yeah. And I just mentioned about what Vieira has done in the UFC. His number right now over price picks is one and a half, Pete. Give me the over. This is a guy who has proven he can get multiple takedowns. So I, I'll tell you what, I like the over in that one in takedowns. I like the over K Hansen one and a half takedowns. I like the over Matt Favola two takedowns. I'm with you on the Favola one. The other two, I'm not sure. And I, I think that I might disagree with both of them. Um, I think that Wellington Terman defends takedowns well he's strong i think he's the better wrestler in this situation and uh we'll, we'll have to see i don't blame people if they're you know always picking against wellington wellington Terman until the end of time but i'm telling you i think this is a matchup where he can actually showcase the skills that we saw outside the ufc and, and hopefully everyone listened to what i said here last week on the show took that over significant strikes on kayla chikagi and the over on gage kaze I did cash last week. I made sure I put that in right nice. after the show last week. Uh, so you got to check out prize picks. Like I mentioned, get one free month of also plus platinum. When you sign up, deposit and play over at prize picks, go to awesome.com slash prize picks dash promo to take advantage of that. Of course, uh, it's one of those things I always say you, you, if you like something with prize picks on Thursday, you got to make that play now because that number could ultimately go up as the days do go on. Uh, Tony Gravely is another one on the takedowns. I think could be potentially interesting over there at prize picks. So be sure to check out prize picks. They are the sponsor of this program. Let's move over to a matchup that came together about two weeks ago. Uh, Ilya Taporia taking on Charles George. Jane uh, Taporia, a massive betting favorite in this one, minus 650 plus 475 for Charles Jordan. Taporia, 9,400 on DraftKings, 6,800 for Charles Jordan. Of course, uh, Jordan had that phenomenal fight against Andre Ull. Looked great in that one, but man, Taporia is a stud. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think this is a good matchup for uh, Charles Jordan, to be honest. Credit to him for stepping up. Um, he kind of, you know, he, he definitely found some confidence after that victory against Andre Ewell, where his aggressiveness was on display. Tons of significant strikes landed 137 good pressure throughout. Um, but I don't think that Andre Ewell is on the same level as Taporia. I think Taporia's uh, borderline elite within the division or in approaching that he's one of the guys that's rapidly, you know, moving up the ladder, Charles Jordan, his Achilles heel has always been his wrestling and uh, getting taken down or submitted or just looking like a fish out of water at times. And Taporia is phenomenal in that department. Um, he landed five takedowns against Yusuf Salal when he needed to. And uh, I think that he can do that and can actually finish Jordan. I don't think he needs to go to the grappling, though. I think that his boxing is sharp enough. He digs to the body better than most fighters within the UFC. He has good power. Um, you saw that in display against Ryan Hall, just high, high fight IQ. And I can't say the same against Charles Jordan. Um, you like it when a guy steps up to, to replace a fighter and believes in himself to pull off a victory like this, but he just righted the, the ship of his career. Why are you going to now take a step back? But Hey, credit to Jordan. I'm back in Taporia pretty heavily. It's just, does he pay off that price tag? I'd say more likely than not, he does. I'm going to back him pretty heavily here. That was my big thing is can he pay off that $9,400 price mm -hmm. tag? Yeah, I, I, I like Taporia. Um, there are a couple 9,000 options that I mentioned that I'm a little hesitant on. Uh, Hadolfo Vieira is a guy that I'm a little hesitant on. I'd rather find $400 and spend up for 9,400 Taporia or somebody else that we're going to end up talking about.
Next up, we got Hani Barcelos taking on Victor Henry. Hani Barcelos, a five to one betting favorite in this one. He is 9,300 over on DraftKings, 6,900 for Henry. Of course, we broke this one down of a couple weeks ago in terms of this one. Uh, one thing to know about Hani Barcelos, he has gone the decision in his last three fights. Yeah, so I, I like Hani Barcelos here. Um, I like him when he's the aggressive Hani Barcelos, when he's going out there, putting good boxing combinations has excellent hips and can defend takedowns well if somebody wants to try to take him to the mat can also you know land takedowns so he has a you know a well-rounded skill set where he's a threat to finish the fight anywhere his jiu-jitsu is um, unbelievable and i think the wrestling is what's going to be the difference maker here against victor henry now a lot of people might be down on victor henry i and just because you haven't seen him perform at the ufc level yet this is obviously an extremely difficult matchup to make your ufc debut against but I will say at 6,900, 6,900 does not represent his skill set. He's a much better fighter than what that 6,900 says. Um, he's a solid striker. He is a solid wrestler, but he's a savvy submission artist um, under, under Josh Barnett. It's just a, a different look than the traditional Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. So I like Victor Henry going forward. I just don't think I like him here in this matchup. Now, the one liability about Henry Barcelos is that gas tank. What happens if, you know, he's, he overexerts himself and, you know, a guy with skills in every single department can capitalize and Victor Henry definitely can. And uh, I'm just expecting Honey Barcelos coming off a loss, going to look like an absolute improved animal in this situation here and uh, has to be on his P's and Q's, but I, I'm, I'm picking Honey Barcelos to have a, a dominant win and I want to, you know, target Victor Henry going forward, but uh very, very tough debut. Next up, we've got a matchup at 170 pounds. That'll be Michael Morales and Trevin Giles, Trevin Giles making his yeah. welterweight debut. I, uh, before the show, I was going down his topology and just maybe see if he had fought at 170 at some point on the regional scene and, and he either fought at 205 or at 185. So, um, you know, I, I do think that, you know, we'll see how way looks like on it, but I think from his, his frame, I think he does fit well there at 170 pounds. Now it is a, uh, he does enter this fight with a sizable reach disadvantage of five inches. Uh, Morales, one of those eight fighters on this card, making their UFC debut. Yeah. So I think we got to pump the brakes for a lot of fighters coming off Dana White's contender series fight, thinking that they're automatically going to have success within UFC. We have to pick our spots in certain situations, uh, certain divisions. We have seen Trevin Giles compete within the UFC and uh, look, look pretty skilled doing so. Even in his previous performance against Drikas Duplessis, you saw moments and combinations where he Drikas did not like that pressure, that jab, that you know, bouncing his step. And there were a couple combinations that looked like they, they hurt Drikas Duplessis. And, you know, oddly enough, Duplessis with his back against the cage, blitz forward with a, with a nice right hand and it landed and knocked him out. So uh, Trevin Giles coming off a knockout loss, something I don't like seeing, but what I do like seeing is staying away from the octagon to allow your brain to heal for, you know, a significant amount of time and dropping down in a weight class, uh, it's traditionally not the best thing for your chin, but when you allow time to heal, I do think that he did the correct thing here. We have seen him perform well against Bavon Lewis, James Krause. Uh, that's a, you know, short notice fight, but still, you know, James Krause is extremely skilled and has skills in all at, you know, all areas. The one thing about Michael Morales that I think is a little bit interesting is obviously the salary for both of these fighters, but the takedown upside. Because, uh, you know, on Dana White's Contender Series, you saw Michael Morales chain together excellent takedowns. And uh, if he can land three to four, obviously you can steal a decision here. He landed four out of eight on the Contender Series. I didn't think that he had the best um, transitions or scrambling ability. But when he really went to go for double legs, I thought that he was pretty explosive. With all that being said, I'm, I'm picking Trevin Giles. But this fight is largely dependent on how he looks on the scale. I want to see how he looks on the scale. According to social media, he looks strong. He looks good. But I'm going to pick the UFC veteran and Trevin Giles to uh, spoil the undefeated record of Michael Morales. And if you look at the the prop bets on this fight, it, mm. it to me tells me the, the people making a line think this fight is going 15 minutes, yeah. uh, nearly minus 200 over two and a half rounds. Uh, if you, you want Morales via TKOKO plus 350, Giles via TKOKO plus 400, Morales via submission plus 1100, 
Giles via submission plus 1,200. So that kind of tells you where the odds makers think this fight is going to head. And then we got a matchup of two guys who are both making their UFC debut, Jack Dell, Madalena, and Pete Rodriguez. Uh, Madalena, the overwhelming favorite in this one, 9,200, 7,004 Rodriguez. This is only the fifth professional fight for Pete Rodriguez. Uh, Jack Dell has only gone to the decision one time in his career. That was on Dana White's contender series last year. Uh, but uh, Rodriguez, um, he doesn't like to waste time. No, no, he, he's a he's a quick finisher. Um, I'm planting my flag here, Jason. Uh, I uh-oh, think. Oh, uh, we're planting the flag. Yeah, I think uh, Jack Della Madalena is uh, one of the next biggest things to come out of Dana White's Contender Series. And I just previously said that we got to pump the brakes on some of these guys and pick our spots. Uh, I'm telling you, skill set wise, fight film, everything, high level striking. Um, gets hit a little too often for my liking, but his volume, his pressure, his combinations, they look damn near elite. I think this kid's the real deal. I really, really do. And I think as long as the UFC matches him up correctly going forward, he's going to have a rapid rise throughout the division. So I'm planting my flag. I think Jack Della Madalena, in addition to Ilya Taporia, two of the best 9,000 options out there, um, I'm going to be extremely bullish to Jack Della Madalena. People are getting off of him. I can't wait to see the updates in ownership. I'm going to significantly significantly increase it based on the volatility of Rodriguez of just how fast he he fights and how aggressive he is. I think that aggressiveness is going to work out uh you know in his detriment here. So I, I think Della Madeleine is one of the best plays on the slate. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Samuel, I appreciate you there in the super chat. Uh, we did give you props at the beginning of the show on hitting that two and a half over number uh, last yeah. week. Uh, and so I'm already seeing his number. So we'll, we'll talk about that later on at the, towards the end of the show, we'll get to your questions, but do appreciate that super chat. Next up, we got Tony Gravely taking on Simon Oliveira. Oliveira 7300, Gravely 8900. Uh, yeah, look, I've, I've known Tony and seen Tony Gravely fight for, you know, this was like a regional king at one point. He was like Chris yeah. Curtis, just taking out whoever on the regional scene. And my first thing when I think of Tony Gravely is takedowns. It's the immediate first thing that comes sure. to my mind. For sure. I'm, I'm viewing this fight as the perfect GPP fight, right? Where you're going to see the winner of this one probably approaching 90 to 100, you know, um, fantasy points just given the nature of both of these guys now tony gravely coming off a defeat is always interesting especially in a spot against nate manis who i'm still not convinced jason i'm still not convinced that he's ufc level but hey he's got he's got victories to to show for it um and uh you know tony gravely was basically going to have the the finish in the first round but uh, i think that manis was saved by the bell um but the the issue with tony gravely is just his gas tank at times, he'll wrestle himself into exhaustion. Um, he will make somewhat fight IQ mistakes throughout the fight. Um, he's a good wrestler. He's a good scrambler, but he's susceptible to getting, uh, you know, choked out in certain situations. And this guy in Simone Oliveira, good kickboxing, man, good Muay Thai, uh, but also strong jujitsu. So I'm interested to see how gravely responds, obviously surrounded with a great camp. You, you think that he's going to make the necessary adjustments to, to try and have, you know, better cardio for this fight. Um, I, I, I don't always think that it's a cardio issue. I think it's about just like, you know, being selective in there, having, you know, uh, you know, when to, when to hit the, the gas pedal and when to pump the brakes, like you can't always just go all out. You're going to get exhausted. And, uh, I'm interested here with the takedown upside of Tony gravely, but I'll tell you what, I think the odds are a little bit too wide, just given the volatility of his, you know, 
uh, of his nature. Mm-hmm. I think the the salary should be around like 8,400, 7,700, something around there. Um, so with that being said, I'll be leaning in the Oliveira direction slightly, but I, I truthfully don't care who I get in this fight. I'm going to have a ton of exposure just despite the weight class. I think that's, this is going to produce uh, fantasy points. Tony Gravel, he's had five UFC fights. He's landed 20 takedowns in those five UFC fights, and he's landed at least three takedowns in four of his five UFC yep. fights. Uh, next up, we got a matchup that was supposed to take place last week. I moved to this car due to health and safety protocols. Sylvia gomez Juarez taking on Vanessa Demopoulos. Pete, this is an easy one to break down. If this fight plays out on the feet, Juarez will win. If this fight plays out on the ground, Vanessa's going to win. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Truthfully, I do not know. I, I think that this is an ugly fight. I wish we didn't have it. it. I wish they just keep pushing this thing back. But unfortunately, we're going to probably need one of these fighters. Not need. We're probably going to sprinkle some exposure to, to some of these fighters. I, I'm leaning in the Vanessa Demopoulos direction, even though I don't want to. Um, she comes forward a lot. She's somewhat of a punching bag. Uh, she has strong jujitsu, not the best wrestling. Uh, Silva, um, uh, Gomez Juarez, it's hard to really know what you're going to get at the UFC level, especially when, uh, Lupita Gudinez made quick work of her. Um, she scored one fantasy point in that, in that debut fight. I think that Lupita is strong and, and, and talented. So I don't want to really put too much stock in that performance and just think that she's terrible going forward. 8,300, 7,900, I think is pretty close to where it should be. I'm leaning in Demopolis's direction. I'm hoping that camp adjustments, uh, style adjustments can, can, you know, win her two rounds here, but next to no confidence in this fight. Uh, if somebody's really, really confident about this fight, then they probably have some inside information because I've been watching film and I don't know that I have positives for both and a lot of negatives for both. So I'll be leaning in a Demopolis direction, but man, is it going to be ugly limit exposure? That's about the best way I yeah. can put it. Yeah. I mean, Armbar from guard is something that I would not, you know, you know, totally cross off. We, we did see Gomez Juarez get submitted in the first round. And let me tell you that Demopoulos, if she has a, an easy path to a victory, it's, it's finding that submission. She's very, very talented in the submission department. So she needs to, to really just have the correct game plan or capitalize on a Gomez Juarez mistake. Yeah. It's a fight that I wouldn't blame somebody if they just X out the fight and say, you know what? I'm just not going to go there. Don't yeah. don't have a lot of trust in, in either one of those fighters there. Uh, should be note, Warris has a sizable reach advantage mm-hmm. of six inches in this fight. Something to think about there. Uh, next up, we got Matt Favola taking on Gennaro Valdez. Matt Favola, a near two-to-one betting favorite in this one. He's 8,700 over on DraftKings, 7,500 for Valdez. Uh, Matt Favola in his three UFC wins has combined to land 10 takedowns. Uh, but here's and here's the one thing I wrote about Matt Favola is how does he bounce back from a seven-second knockout loss? Yeah, I mean, it's totally it's a hurdle. It's a mental hurdle for sure. Um, you know, the fight's over before it even really got started. But I, I think that the opponent was largely due to that result. And Terrence McKinney, a guy that has strong wrestling and good power, and actually a guy that's found his power late, I think that, you know, that that loss is going to look a lot better over time. Um, at the moment, uh, you know, I, I like Terrence McKinney in that fight to pull that upset despite the short notice replacement. But uh, I tell you what, a, a guy in Matt Favola just, you know, coming out of a, a strong camp out of uh, uh, Longo and, and Weidman, um, I'll tell you what, just just a good wrestling background. And that's the path he needs to go, especially when you just got flatlined against, uh, you know, Terrence McKinney. He's always susceptible to getting rocked and touched up on the feet. He's a little wild and reckless for my nature and for, for my liking. You know, I like guys that are a little crisp and, and uh, reserved and fundamentally sound. I'll tell you what, this guy, you know, Gennaro Valdez, he hits really hard and he captured a nice victory on the Dana White's contender series. So um, he, he, you know, landed a beautiful left hook and then, uh, you know, had some strong ground and pound. But traditionally, he likes to, you know, initiate the clinch, initiate takedowns, incorporate ground and pound. He hits hard, but usually he's the better grappler. And I don't think that he's the better grappler or wrestler in this situation. I think Matt Frivola takedown props are always juicy and nice. And especially in this situation um, with a guy that's probably going to welcome the grappling. I think Matt Frivola is a liability. And anytime that he's a two to one favorite, 
you got to be scratching your head a little bit, but 8,700 because of the DraftKings scoring system, I think is absolutely justified. I'm going to be backing Matt Frivola here, but um, if you don't think that he has a good chin anymore and you think a guy in Gennaro Valdez can capitalize, Valdez is one is a not one of the best, but he's a, a, a suitable underdog to target at 7,500. Of course, one of the things that Pete and I love to see after the fights are over is mm-hmm. those Osmo avatars at the top of the leaderboard. And we want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame. First off, you got to have that Osmo avatar on your DFS profile. You can get that at Osmo.com slash avatar. And you can get into the Osmo Hall of Fame when you place in the top three with in a contest with over 5,000 contestants. And of course, tweet your wins at Osmo HOF. You get a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Only one free month can be awarded to a user per calendar year. So, so uh, we're going to run through the screenshots here of people who've gone to the Osmo Hall of Fame the past couple of days as a second place there in the NFL contest. Congratulations. They're winning $25,000. Uh, tremendous uh, screen name there, by the way. Uh, Cedric taking down uh, first place there uh, in the piggy bank contest over there. So congratulations to you. Uh, Dave, <laughs> see him all the time. You just, you just saw that. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. saw <it. laughs> yeah. There's a reason I did not say it. There's a reason I did not say it. Uh, come on, man. Uh, you, you love to give me those jokes. No, I'm not letting you. I'm not letting <laughs> yeah. you. I'm not letting you. Uh, congratulations, David. Now you got some parlay wins there. Also finishing third in an NBA contest. Uh, Bill taking down first place there in an NHL contest as well. And then also uh, uh, Brian taking down a third place in NFL showdown contest. So I want to see those screenshots on Saturday following UFC 270. And of course, uh, myself and Pete will be watching along. We'll be in the Discord chat as well. So be sure to check it out. We got one more fight to talk about here. It's yeah. a female matchup. Uh, another fighter making her UFC debut, Jasmine, and she takes on uh, Hansen here. Uh, five inch reach advantage for Jasmine. Um, yeah, this is one of those things that for Kay Hansen, I, I think you got you got to play wrestling in this one. I'm very, very interested here. And again, Dana White's contender series fighter. Usually they're not typically ready for the UFC level. Um, I do think that, you know, Jasmine Jasu the vicious has some physical attributes that could actually pose problems and pose an issue to Kay Hansen, obviously five inches in height, five inches in reach. Um, and also a style that can make it difficult for Kay Hansen to get on the inside. Jasmine doesn't have the best striking, but she has what I would say is long striking where she utilizes her reach, not to her best ability, but it seems like it's a, a work in progress. And from camp to camp, especially if you notice that you have a significant reach advantage, the whole camp's going to be revolving around straight punches, straight punches, front kicks, keep them at the end of your shots. Um, in addition to that, Jasmine coming from a higher weight class and with a strong wrestling background. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think it's interesting against Kay Hansen because I'm pretty high on Kay Hansen. Uh, I think that her grappling is tremendous. Uh, tremendous. I think that her jiu-jitsu is probably better than Jasmine uh, Jusuda Vicious, but I'm not sure if Hanson's the better wrestler in this situation. We will have to see when the wrestling, uh, you know, scrambles happen and the uh, the engagements happen. But I'm I'm really intrigued with with uh, Jusuda Vicious here at 7400. I think it's a very very close fight, and it's just a little bit mispriced for me. Hanson at 8800 is banking on getting a finish or ragdolling Jusuda Vicious. And because of everything I said, I think the takedowns could be hard to come by because of Jasuda Vicious just sprawling or, or, you know, 
digging for underhooks and reversing position and then implementing her own takedowns. So as long as she avoids some submission attempts from Kay Hansen, I actually think that uh, Jasuda Vish is going to pull off the upset here, but uh, it's a, it's a weird, weird week, right? Like I, I would probably feel more comfortable targeting Kay Hansen or Jasuda Vicious rather than Demopolis uh, or Gomez Juarez. Let's get into our straight up picks for this one. Not DFS related main event. Give me Francis and Ghana. Yeah, we knew you were doing that. I'm going Sorogon. <laughs> All right. I will go. Uh, I'll go Moreno in the co-main event. Moreno. Uh, give me uh, Michelle Pahea. Pahea. I would go uh, with uh, my second underdog pick in Cody Stamen. I'm going to Maga Madoff. I just don't think either one score well. Uh, I think uh, you're probably going to go Wellington Thurman, but I'm going to go Rodolfo Vieira. Yep, Thurman. Uh, I'll go Taporia against Jordan. Taporia. Uh, Barcelos. Barcelos. Uh, give me Michael Morales. Okay, Trevin Giles. Uh, one thing we're going to agree here on Jack Della. Yes, sir. Uh, we may disagree here. Give me Tony Gravely. Okay, I'm going to go with Oliveira. Uh, I will go Juarez as another uh, underdog pick for me. All right. I'll go Demopolis. Uh, then I'll go Frivola and Frivola. Kay Hansen. I'm going Jasuda Vicious. Really? Interesting. That's uh-huh. be interesting to see how it plays. Uh, of course, uh, if you do have any last-minute questions, be sure to line those up. We'll get those in here. Uh, mention uh, Samuel with his uh, typical uh, questions here. By the way, his over-under number this week, we uh, gave him some kudos earlier on the show for his number last week was uh, ended up being spot on. He's at 7.5 this week. Oh, damn. Shoot, man. What do you do with that? I'm going to say yeah, 13 fights. I'm going to say under. I was thinking under as well. Like barely. It, it, I think it's like seven. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's in a six, seven range. You know, not a bad number there, Sam. Not a bad number. He's learning. Um, fights that will be optimal. Well, fights that will be optimal. Probably that Frivola Valdez fight. I can't see the winner of that one not being optimal. They just reckless abandoned for both of them. Um, Madalena Rodriguez probably as well. I, I like Madalena yeah. a lot. Outside of that, right? Like there's a ton of fights that I could see going either way. And um, yeah, I'll probably say Taporia as well. Yeah. Uh, favorite inside the distance. Um, I would, first off, I'd look at main event. Um, I, yeah. I'd really be surprised if that thing goes all 25 minutes. Um Rodolfo Vieira would be another one. I mean, look, it's either he's going to get the takedowns and get the submission, or he's going to gas out, and, and Wellington's going to go in there. Um, other ones, I would say that uh, Jack Dell and Rodriguez, yeah. I think, would be another one to look at. Della Madalena, um, inside the distance, KOTKO submission, minus 175. So the books are clearly on to that as well. I, I like him. He's my favorite on the card. MVP, MVP, and champion picks. I think we kind of, you know, you, you kind of look at some of those fights that we just mentioned there. Um, Bram Moreno could be an interesting MVP one to look at. Five rounds to work with. True. You know, I don't um, hate that call. That's a sneaky call. You know. Uh, underdogs, uh, I kind of mentioned, I mean, I mean, God, I mean, it's kind of an easy one to look at because of the potential knockout value, but, um, you know, to me, if you're looking for some underdogs, I, I think, um, you know, Wellington's another one, Cody's another one. Um, you made some great points on Oliveira as an underdog as well. Yeah. I, uh, I will say that Wellington Terman is my favorite underdog on the slate. And that is pretty ugly to say, but I'm sticking by it. Uh, top two GPP plays. Jack Della, Madalena, Ilya Taporia, clearly one and two. Um, Barcelos is close to that. And then, then you start talking about the main event. Uh, top two cash. You're gonna sound like a broken record, Jack Della, Madalena. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think another uh, cash op- option. Um, hmm. The pricing is just so I, I might go Brandon Moreno, man, 8,500, yeah. five rounds to work with somewhat mid priced. He, I, I really like him. He's just fantasy points galore. 
Yeah. And of course, uh, don't forget, coming up on Saturday, myself and Pete will be back here for Live Before Lock, which I believe we're on at five o'clock Eastern time. Just pulling up our schedule here to see exactly what time we are on there on Saturday. Uh, I think it's five o'clock. I, I, don't, don't ask me. Yeah, you know, yeah five o'clock. Yeah, it's, it's five o'clock. Usually it's me texting Pete on a Saturday. Yeah. Hey, FYI, just remember, we're on five o'clock. But we'll be here on Saturday for Live Before Lock. Of course, coming up next is the NHL Strategy Show. A uh, huge thanks to our sponsor, Prize Picks. Be sure to check them out. And we will talk to you on Saturday for a Live Before Lock. Have a good day, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.